Oh, hi, everyone. Uh, my name is Dave S. I am a compulsive overeater and a 100-pounder based in San Francisco, California. And um, thanks so much uh, to C and to uh, the, all the folks who are doing service here uh, for asking me to come and to share. Um, my, uh, my abstinence date is uh, December 18th, 2021. Um, and uh, thanks to the um, the incredible program of Overeaters Anonymous, um, I've been able to live abstinent uh, ever since. Uh, and um, you know, I do it imperfectly, but uh, uh, I do it a day at a time. And um, uh, my top weight, uh, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, I believe that it was probably uh, maybe 10 or 20 pounds higher than this, but I know that on December 18th, 2021, I weighed 350 pounds. Uh, I am uh, about five foot 11. And uh, so, you know, morbidly obese would be a accurate description. Uh, and this morning I woke up and I was uh, 184 pounds. Um, thank you, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, so yeah, it's been, I don't know, somewhere, I guess that's what, like about 165-ish uh, uh, pound weight release. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, again, there's, I, I just wanted to note that there's literally no possible way that Dave on Dave's power um, could have made that happen. Um, just, just not a chance. Uh, I... Um, um, yeah, I have nothing but incredible gratitude for this debt that I'll never be able to fully repay. So, you know, I get the chance to pay it forward a little bit and, um, uh, and, and talk with all of you. And, uh, even though it's going to be somewhat embarrassing and not exactly my most favorite of topics, uh, you know, it's revealing to talk about, you know, how, how can you let something like that, you know, happen, uh, to yourself um but uh you know maybe 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 all of this is for a reason maybe it's so that um i can be helpful to somebody else who's struggling um or you know somebody else who is uh going through something similar and by talking about it um i can take some of the stigma away and and maybe maybe just maybe give some folks some hope um so um that's why i'm here not to self-aggrandize or to talk about how awesome Dave is. Ugh. You know, it's really to um, to just say that uh, there is nothing short of a miracle of healing that's happened in my life. Um, that miracle is contingent on the uh, the continuous work and effort uh, that that I find in uh, the twelve steps of Overeaters Anonymous and. Um, you know, I have to do it each day. I was I was talking with a sponsee earlier, and you know, we were talking about this idea of the the concept that in the big book uh, they talk about this idea of being recovered. Um, and uh, by the way, I'm kind of a reformed big book thumper. Uh, 
you know, <laughs> I, I can imagine there's maybe some of us here uh, and, you know, nothing, nothing more uh, annoying than somebody smug who's going to read you um, chapters and pages and quote verses out of the book. Um, so, you know, today I, I like to just use it for what it is there for, which is um, a, a really great uh, opportunity to be able to practice a little bit of humility and to laugh a little bit at myself um, and more importantly to recognize and you know the the parts of me that um, that are really described so incredibly well uh, in the literature um, and not take myself so goddamn seriously um, and you know that and this idea of like well what do I mean recovered or are you recovering and um, you know, honest, honestly, uh, what I what I like to know is, or what I like to say is that um, uh, what I have is, yes, I have recovered, but I, I only recover for at most 24 hours. That's it, right? Tomorrow morning, I'm still going to wake up and I'm going to be a compulsive overeater. I'm going to wake up um, as a chronic food addict. And, um, you know, the question is, am I going to take advantage of the program that, can give me that neutrality on a day-to-day -day basis. Because, um, you know, it's like uh, I can't stay clean on yesterday's shower, so I have to keep doing the work on a day-to-day -day basis. But then when I do the work, the recovery um, has seemed to continue. Um, and I also want to note that, like, this isn't the first time that I came to Overeaters Anonymous. It's not the only uh, time that I have uh, been in recovery. Uh, I actually am a member of the beverage program uh, as well and i've been sober now from alcohol and drugs for just under 33 years um and you know i you know i have not been abstinent from uh from food uh for that long you know from from compulsive overeating uh and the food addictions for for that long so um you know it is a cunning baffling and powerful disease and um uh, I struggled for it, I struggled with it uh, for a very long time as a sober man working the 12 steps uh, in, in a sister program. Um, and um, if there's anybody here who's struggling, um, it doesn't matter if you've been a member of that program or not, I just want to say welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, and um, I'm so grateful that nobody kicked me out of Overeaters Anonymous. Nobody said, you're doing it wrong. You know, there's only one way to do it. Um, and um, I needed every bite and I needed um, every um, every beating of the self-flagellating whip to get me to where I am today. And so um, today I don't regret the past uh, nor wish to shut the door on it. Um, thank you, Overeaters Anonymous. Um, really brief background, uh, you know, I grew up uh, a, a kid in, you know, Jewish in, in Long Island or Long Island. You got a problem with that, you know, like as we used to say. And um, uh, my mom is a Holocaust survivor. Um, and uh, didn't grow up in a religious household. Um, but, uh, you know, to, to really, I got to say, um, it messed with my head around this whole higher power and God stuff uh, because, you know, to think that, you know, um, in my direct family lineage, right, you know, 70% of my extended family was exterminated by a determined organized effort by another group of human beings. Um, 
you know, to say, how could there then possibly be a God that, you know, would care and love me, you know, that, you know, this whole thing is the third step, like, what are you, what are you people talking about? But, you know, um, uh, I, I can say today um, with all my heart that um, I totally don't understand God. I don't know what God is. I understand God less today than I did when I started along this path. And here's the great news. I don't have to understand it. Um, you know, I don't really understand what electricity is either, uh, even though I'm pretty smart and I'm actually a trained scientist. I, you know, at some point, uh, no one really understands what electricity is. Um, and and yet, I am also not too um, belligerently arrogant that when I walk into a dark room, I refuse to just flip the light switch. Um, so, you know, for me, that's that's my relationship with spirituality and the higher power um, is that I don't have to understand it. Um, what I can do, though, is just have enough open-mindedness and willingness to be willing to do what you people do and to try it out. And, um, you know, what I found is that... Uh, it works incredibly powerfully. Um, and I don't have to understand how it works to just know that it works. Um, and I needed the beatings. I needed the, you know, the, the, the sort of, the beatings wasn't, you know, well, there was some, there was some abuse in my household as, as a child. Um, but, uh, I, you know, I wasn't like sexually abused or, you know, I didn't have a, a you know, a, a horrendous childhood. Um, in many ways, you know, it was a, 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 a middle class, you know, both my parents are public school teachers, you know, they, they, they attested their love to, to us um, and filled us with their insecurities. And, um, you know, I, I was taught to overachieve and, um, you know, that, that has served me in a lot of different ways in my life. But, um, you know, I'll say this too. Man, I loved getting up for Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid, and I would, you know, it's not like we had all sorts of sugary stuff. Um, and by the way, I'm not sure, like, what's this meeting's policy on uh, discussions around food? I, I, I don't, I'm not going to glamorize it, but I also want to be very respectful of, of the group conscience. Is there a group conscience about it? Uh, to my understanding, it's not forbidden. You know, just use it uh, sparingly, I guess you could say. Yeah, great. Yeah, I, I'm not glamorizing it, uh, but I'm just wanting to say, you know, like I'd have the Cheerios and I just pour the sugar on top, you know, and and like that for me, the you know, it was the the feeling that that I got, um, and um, you know that that takes me away, and um, you know that that reprieve and, and the ability to to have that unconsciousness. Um, I, I didn't even recognize it at the time um but um but it was always always something that um that that worked even though it didn't work for very long but i was kind of a fat kid and um you know got teased and um you know i found that alcohol and drugs were very helpful at getting past some of those things and you know surviving my teenagerhood and um and worked really well too until they didn't work and um you know, this isn't one of those meetings, so I'm not going to go into that too far, but other than to say that, um, you know, I, I hit my bottom when I was 22, and um, uh, I'm incredibly fortunate that, um, 
came up and smacked me really, really hard in that I was desperate enough to be willing to, to do the work and, um, and that I found a sponsor who was willing to take me through the steps. And, um, and he impressed upon me um, how, how important it was to do this completely and thoroughly and, and to have honesty and open-mindedness and willingness. So, you know, but even as a sober man and, you know, who then, you know, got married and, you know, had a modicum of different success in my life and, um, you know, failures and, and, and all the rest of it, um, you know, food was always a constant companion. And, and you know, I was always somewhat overweight, never, you know, never under, never, you know, um, and, and, you know, it was a, the body image as well, you know, um, to to look at myself and to feel that shame uh, in the mirror, um, and um, you know, as they, as they say in Bill's story, gradually things got worse, right? So so I'm I'm a great dieter. I can, I you know lost a hundred pounds before, um, and I've also um, done what I now have found out is actually something called exercise bulimia. I could never do bulimia. I could never put my finger down my throat and make it work, but um, you know, I could certainly, I, we used to call it triathlon training, right? Because, you know, that was what we were doing, right? And I've done some pretty impressive endurance feats um, when I was younger. Um, but really what it was all about was this attempt to manage my weight by, uh, by exercise. And, um, you know, honestly, it just let me eat however I wanted to eat. Because, um, you know, if I'm going to be doing an 80-mile bike ride today, gosh darn it, I'm going to have that, you know, yummy pastry, uh, you know, halfway through. Um, and um, anyway, you know, those things worked until they didn't work. Um, you know, I got injured and I kept eating like a triathlete, but uh, <laughs> but wasn't exercising like one. And so, again, like the yo-yo continued. So I, I tried going to OA and a couple of our sister programs uh, a number of times during those years, and I got to say, I, it just didn't it didn't click for me. Um, and I just felt like there was it just felt like more either restriction or you know or, or like super loosey goosey, and and I just couldn't understand what you all were talking about. And um, um, you know, it, it took until the pandemic, and I was, uh, I became a, a caregiver for my father, um, who for 14 months during during COVID, I was his primary caregiver. Um, and, you know, I was taking care of everybody else. And guess guess what? Nobody was, nobody was taking care of Dave, right? Um, and uh, I would, uh, I got heavier and heavier and heavier. And that was as I, you know, hit over 300 pounds and, and continued going. And, you know, just the shame, right, and the, the feeling of not being willing to do anything about it. Um, and, um, you know, feeling like in some sense I deserve it. You know, um, you know I, I deserve the freedom, but also in some weird way, you know, I deserve, the, I deserve those chest pains, right, walking up two flights of stairs. I don't know, nobody deserves that. But... You know these these were the, the you know some of the issues that I had to come face to face with um, as I embarked on on this new level of recovery and um, what so anyway what what ended up happening for me was I, I wanted to stop um, I wanted to want to stop but I wasn't willing to do whatever it took 
I wasn't willing to do whatever it took. I would hear, you know, you people talking about it and, you know, it just didn't make sense to me. And, um, and you know, and it was okay. He said, keep coming back. And I did. Um, and there's a bunch of work that I did around step six and seven, um, which today are the two steps that I live at the heart of in my program. But, you know, I think they, they were, I thought of them at first as sort of the flyover steps. And, um, you know, what six is about, it's about, you know, to become entirely ready um, to have God remove these defects of character. Like, not, not, not to have Dave remove these defects of character. Um, and what does it mean? Where does readiness come from? And, and what I learned was that um, sometimes I, I can't make myself ready. The only way that I can get ready is to, is to pray and to ask for the readiness. Um, and so there were days when I, I hated the way I looked and felt and couldn't stop. And um, so the work to do to say, thank you so much. The, the work that I needed to do, which I did, was to say, God, I'm not ready to do whatever it takes to be rid of this terrible disease and obsession. But in your time, not mine, would you please make me ready? Sometimes I couldn't even do that, so I would say, you know what, God, I'm not ready, and I'm not even ready to be ready, but would you make me ready to be ready? Um, and, um, you know, I think that for me, trying the mental whip, right, you are going, to, you know, the beatings will continue until you are ready. That didn't work either, right? And by the way, those things show up as the word should. Um, they show up as the word, you know, you, 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 know, you could have, you should have. Um, and, and I learned that those things weren't helpful either. Uh, so, you know, in the end, I just had to ask to be made ready. And on December 18th, 2021, I woke up that morning and, and something changed. Something was different. I was just ready just for that day to do whatever it took. And, um, you know, it started my, my, uh, my recovery. And, um, you know, like my food plan has changed a lot over the years. Um, and, uh, you know, the, the weight loss, uh, it's been just remarkable to watch the physical manifestation. But, you know, it's the physical manifestation was because I was ready. I was, then, I, then everything else becomes kind of mechanics, right? And, and it's a matter of just doing the work. Because um, when I'm not ready to do the work, wild horses are not going to get me to do the work. But when I'm ready, nothing can stop me. Um, and, and so that's what I pray for each day. I, I pray to continue to be made ready. And I'll, I'll close with this, which is, you know, the, the thing that really illuminated a whole bunch for me around my food plan, around abstinence, was um, eliminating this idea of, like, the punish, restrict, and binge cycle. And instead of, instead thinking about abstinence as, um, as about self-honesty and curiosity. And, um, you know, that... Can I, can I just start by being honest with myself? Because I know self be true. And, um, you know, that, that has resulted in certain behaviors. And if you want, you can, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll leave my number after the recording and, and you know, you can, we can talk about that further if you're interested. But, but, but to, to get away from this punishment and binge cycle and instead to just start saying, isn't that interesting, right? What can I learn from this? 
and um, and to to be gentler um, with myself, and then to be willing to make some changes and try some things out and see what works and what doesn't work. And when I approach it with curiosity and self-honesty, so much of this has changed. So I'm just grateful because I learned that by watching all of you and by coming, and by coming to your meetings and by listening to what you all say. And and you know, so today I get a chance to share a little bit back and and hopefully provide a little bit of hope to anybody who's struggling. Um, with that, thank you again so much for the opportunity to come here tonight, and uh, I look forward to hearing everybody else share.